Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GPU podcast, or Gamers Process Universe, as it is in full. My name is Jonathan Cole, and uh, my name is Shane Smither, his co-host. And we had an intro originally for this that was really good, and I accidentally deleted it, slash the server crashed. Um, so this Sometimes is... that be how it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Tech goblins uh, run rampant in the world of entertainment. And you would know, Shane, because you are IT, so... Unfor- yeah. I almost said unfortunately, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As you just finished your getting your degree in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the cruel irony of this world. All right, uh, so today, what we'll be covering? We'll be covering uh, graphics cards. This is the 28th of October for 2020, and I, we just had AMD. They announced their full graphics card lineup, and NVIDIA's... Un- uh, launching their 3070 tomorrow um and so right now is a really too much less time with graphics cards and what's good what people should be getting and uh it's actually a pretty crazy generational jump for both companies now so it's a interesting tidbit of tech that's going on in the world i look forward to hearing about all of your opinions because i am not super informed about that kind of thing yeah, and then the flip side is uh, we'll be talking about Kingdom Hearts and how they now have Game 3. Um, Which is actually Game 7, even though 3 is on the box of the new one. So it's, uh, yeah, I am i don't know much in the world of Kingdom Hearts, so I'll be learning along with you listeners. And uh, I hope that you have a great time uh, listening to us chat about these fun topics. So It's pretty complicated, that. but I'll do my best. Between those two topics, I think we'll have enough content for a full hour. So that's what we're just sticking with for today. If there's more time, we can always improvise. I don't know. We're going to go with it. I'm sure we're, we can do that. All right. So you... introducing our guests, we have uh, Jordan on again. Hi. We have Ben. Yee. And then we have Corellia. What up? Uh... Today's topics, I'm probably the most knowledgeable about the first one, but I'm looking for lots of input slash people's reactions to it. I'll um, be asking many questions. I'm That's sure, fair. and I will try to answer as many as I can. May I also suggest possibly Googling some of this if you get confused at any point, because I might not be able to answer yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, so, to just begin with, uh, one quick question for all of you. What's your favorite scary movie this month? It is uh, you mean like that came out this month, or just 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 in general? Scary like, movie, favorite scary spook movie month. Okay, for me that would be the thing, like I mentioned last week, I believe. The thing, okay. Okay, the thing is a really good answer, but I think one of my favorites has to be Get Out. Get also Out, also a good okay. one. Mm, very good. Um, God, kind of putting us on the spot there, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Um, Carly, you can go if you have an answer. God. Authentic reaction. Um, no, no questions here, really. No, I've said, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I've always been a fan of the Friday the Thirteenth series. All right, classic. Jordan, you got an answer? I do have one I like. I would not recommend watching it because it's more disgusting than it is horrifying but still pretty horrifying um frankenstein's army 
Okay. Got taken off of Netflix. Let's just say that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I have I heard things about that. Not seen it myself, but I've heard just, things. If you ever just want to know why I say don't watch it, just Google Frankenstein's Army Monsters and just look at the pictures of some of the things that are in there. That'll give you a good reason as to why you probably don't want to see what those things do. In one of my streams, so, I created a horrifying monster. How, how how does this stack up? Just a giant pile of eyes that takes other people's eyes and then builds upon itself. Is that kind of in the area? Not even close. Oh, well, geez. we're going to continue past that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll answer real quick. I'm not really a scary movie person, um, but I, and I haven't seen all of it. I've seen like the first two minutes um and what? i plan to watch more i want to watch it i just haven't gotten around to it a quiet place i want to watch that movie that's, that's a pretty a good one. one yeah everyone says it's a great it's one i haven't gone around to it that's that's the only reason why i haven't watched it yet also i haven't I'm, either i live by myself and the only time i thought about watching it was already dark at night and i don't really want to have nightmares while i'm a grown adult of 23 years old you'll be fine you gotta flex Anyways, on the spears. just turn the nightlight on and sleep with a gun as far as horror movies go, I would, I wouldn't say that's too on too much on the intense side. Anyways, would Alien be a horror could, film? Uh, I would give it kind of yeah, it could be yeah yeah, yeah. Alien and Alien one and two they they were also pretty good ones yeah so, they right. were oh oh god can we include animated horror movies? Sure, you go real quick. Dead Space movie. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that that was gruesome. All right, so. We are going to hop away from the horror. Just wanted to bring up a little bit for the uh, Halloween Spoopy. time frame. Uh, but we're jumping now into graphics cards and how today AMD announced their whole lineup for graphics cards uh, for the 2020 uh, year and how it actually stacks up against NVIDIA, which is already reigning king of everything graphics card. And so I'll go into this real quick. Um, at... 11 o'clock today, AMD announced their graphics card lineup. They have the 6900 XT, the 6800 XT, and the 6800. Uh, these each graph, uh, the graphic cards in turn all have 16 gigabytes of memory. So that's across the board from their bottom end 6800 to their top end 6900 XT, and they are on par according to Invid or according to AMD. This is granted no. Th third-party benchmarks, no nothing else. They are all on par with NVIDIA, every single one of them. And where it counts, they actually typically beat NVIDIA's graphics cards lineup. Just in terms of pure power, right? Uh, in terms of performance. Okay, so, but, uh, but in terms of like hardware, though. Because one of the of reasons I went with NVIDIA when I built mine was... I trusted NVIDIA to put out better driver support. That is a consideration. Um, and I am trying to find specific numbers that I was looking at. I I don't know where I am with this, honestly, because I was planning on buying the 3070, if I could buy it, uh, tomorrow, um, assuming I can make it. But I, I don't know at this point exactly which one I'm getting. Um, and that should tell you just how much they push their limits. Because uh, it's it's impressive the uh, feats that they accomplish with these cards. And the price points are uh, competitive or similar? So the price points. We are talking about 
the so the bottom end card is five hundred eighty dollars. The next up is uh six fifty, and then the top card that they so I'll go into more detail about why this is like a little like iffy, but it matches the 3090, and that is for a thousand dollars. So the performance of the 3090 in comparison to the 6900 XT is equivalent with them turning on some software um, performance enhancements, and it makes sense why they did that. Um, but it's it's impressive that it's a five hundred dollar difference between the two cards, and the uh, sixty nine hundred XT actually requires less power input to equal that. So the sixty nine hundred XT, their card is able to output the same level as the competition, but whereas uh, it's like I think three hundred something watts for nvidia or sorry no it's definitely more than 300 at this point well i think i think at that point the rest of the money is just brand loyalty like companies do it all the time if people if they know that people are faithful to their company they'll charge a little bit extra it's nothing new so so yeah the 3090 is 350 watts the amd card is 300 watts um and was that accomplished? Is... Was that accomplished in the same way that they did the the CPU, which was just moving things closer together, but not really upping the power necessarily? I think along the th- lines of that, um, they definitely incorporate. They said their pipeline um, for communication improved. They didn't actually go into detail exactly how they did it, and they don't really have to because for the same price or for 500 less than the price they are equaling what the cost is yeah and if the benchmarks check out then that's all they really need to show and so here's the here's the really interesting thing about all this you look at amd they just came out with these amazing cpu units that are uh, frankly crushing everything uh i've not seen anything yet to claim that they cannot do what they claim um granted they aren't out yet and benchmarks aren't really readily available um, but most people are agreeing that AMD has done something pretty crazy with their CPU lineup. Take that and then incorporate what they're doing with their graphics cards, and they actually leverage their position here intentionally, which, I mean, makes sense. They make a graphics card and a CPU. Why don't you leverage that? And so what they've done is they've done two things. They've made SAM, um, which is a way for them to make their graphics card and their CPU talk, and it can leverage memory through the CPU. So extra cache can be used when playing games. And then they built this thing called Rage Mode, which directly overclocks the card through the CPU. So it optimizes everything. I'm still terrified of overclocking. It's Even if it's over- built in. It's yes. built in in the sense that it doesn't, like your system will run with it as if it's normal. It's just taking out any, the, like basically think about it as like, if you have a car and you have something that's slightly off with it, the car knows what it is and adjusts it. I feel like they shouldn't call it overclocking then. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a well, what it does is it takes your standard level and it'll actually push the clock speed a little bit. 
Um, I mean, they that, should just call it dynamic adjustment then or something. But doesn't majority that, of people doesn't that avoid aren't afraid some of warranty or something. No, AMD is overclocked out of the box. Like you can, it, it's allowed from the get go. That's okay. AMD's big thing that they care about is you can overclock however much you want. We always build them so that they can be overclocked. I'm assuming other companies don't really do that. Well, they're only our competitors, Intel, and Intel makes a variant for overclocking, but their standard does not come <clears throat> overclocked capable. So, so, because I missed the last few minutes due to issues, which would you recommend, like, because I do plan on building a new computer like you, Intel mm -hmm. or AMD? See, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what the point of this, like, going into everything is. Um, I am currently wanting to get the 3070. I mm -hmm. very much I I like everything about the card. I like how it's built and I this it's a very clean and simple build that meets what I require for my next build. Okay. However, how much is it? It's 500 for the 3070. And that's that's as much as I want to spend on a graphics card really. Yeah. AMD comes out and they bring out their bottom end card and it's 580. And it beats the 3070 according to the specs. Now they actually hmm. couldn't compare it directly because the 3070 isn't out yet. So they compared it to the 2080Ti, which is basically the equivalent of a 3070. But but according to their specs and everything, their bottom line beats Intel's top of the line right now. Nvidia's. Nvidia's, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it is hard. It is a little confusing because they're both a CPU company and a GPU company. Yeah, once you get all the abbreviations thrown in there, my brain shuts down, and I'm just like, put put piece together, make game work. Yeah, so they, for 80 bucks more, you're basically guaranteed to be beating what the bottom tier NVIDIA card does. You mean the the bottom tier NVIDIA, or the... I thought bottom. the... So the, the 3070 the, is the bottom of NVIDIA. Yes, 3070 okay. and the uh, 6... or 6800. Our bottom tier of NVIDIA and AMD, respectively. Then you go 3080 to 6800 XT, and they are roughly the same level, of, like both equal in every way. Okay. Which is impressive. And the 6800 XT is $650, and NVIDIA's 3080 is $700. So okay. they beat in, uh, NVIDIA in terms of pricing in that category. Because you're not really, they, they don't beat them by a lot, but they beat them by enough that it's a thing to look at and be like, okay, maybe it's not crazy, but it's $50 less. Mm -hmm. So then you jump up to their top end, which is 6900 XT versus NVIDIA's 3090. And AMD has shown that they can beat the 3090, and that card is $1,000, which, I mean... So, so this is just reiterating everything I said earlier. But what that means is you could, if you wanted to, basically buy a brand new uh, CPU from AMD, mm -hmm. buy their top-end graphics card, and have both of those. So like I'm thinking the Ryzen 7 and um, also the 6900 XT, and that's the same price as the 3090. So so all that stuff you just listed is the same price as a single graphics card from NVIDIA? Yeah. Well, if you're going for cost efficiency, 
that's a bit of a no-brainer right there. Yeah, it's a $500 difference between NVIDIA's graphics card and AMD's graphics card, top of line, and they are equal in specs, supposedly. Uh, I say supposedly hmm. because there is a caveat of they did some network pathing um, and they did some rage mode overclocking and all these things to make it equal, but it's cooked into the new firmwares. Um, and so they, they have all these things that are going on about them, and I'm already looking at building an, my next system with an AMD CPU. Like, I'm not buying Intel this gen or last gen, or I'm going AMD either current gen or the gen that's coming out. Um, so you would you would recommend AMD over Intel for the CPU? Oh, 100%. That's not even a question at this point. Um, okay. Because I remember, Intel. what was it, like podcast one or two? That we one. talked about that. It was, it was one. one. Yeah. It's been, oh god, it's been so far. It's been so long ago. It was like three weeks, dude. Hey, yeah. It's a long time, man. But yeah, because I remember you saying that Intel wasn't as good as the AMD ones, and that sort of. I guess I was um part of that large majority that only ever sees Intel. Not really AMD, so that kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah. So Intel. I would say has always reigned king when it comes to CPUs, but they they changed that all up with AMD when AMD came out with their current gen. Yeah. And even AMD's last gen was actually comparable to Intel. It just wasn't to the point where it's like, oh, they're not destroying Intel. This time they destroyed Intel. Um, and so unless Intel answers back with some impressive improvements um this coming january february time frame they're not catching up soon okay uh so amd now rings king in cpu um until intel is able to answer mm -hmm. and they just came out with competitive gpus now here's me as a consumer who is currently looking at getting his graphics card i'm actually looking at 12 hours from right now it is 803 and 12 hours from now, I'm hoping to have a 3070 in my shopping cart. Nice. Cool. I honestly am not sure if I should do it. I, I, I honestly am looking at this, these cards, and I'm like, if I get an AMD CPU and a GPU, I could have a fully integrated Team Red system and be having blazing speeds. But the flip side is, as much as I trust AMD to have a really good CPU, because they've proven themselves over and over again now, mm -hmm. I don't know how much I trust their GPU, honestly. Like, NVIDIA has proven king for this for a very long time, and I, I, I'm i not like an NVIDIA fanboy, but I've had an AMD laptop GPU, and it was very, very poor. Same here. I was not a but, fan of the software that came with it either. Yeah, that's the other thing is like there's so many things cooked into it that I'm like I'm still 3070 fan and even if it's that the other thing is like it's 80 more dollars. That's the cost of enough RAM to get me going on a desktop. So do I want to spend an extra $80 for a card that's competitive integrates in but I don't necessarily trust the software or do I want to spend $80 less get some really nice uh RAM with my computer and have a card that I already trust the company, I already use their current drivers on my current system, and I like how it is. But whereas one card is $80, it also gives me 8 more gigabytes of memory, and it also gives me better performance. 
if you look at it from the perspective of either way, you're going to have more than enough computer horsepower to do whatever you want to. Does that make it easier? I mean, like either way, there's okay. no way you're going to max it out, right? There, there's no. Well, actually, I can easily max it out if I start rendering stuff in 3D. But that's not. I mean, you can, but that's not. You're not going to on a constant daily basis. basis. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. In either scenario, I'm coming out of this on top, assuming I can get the cart. That's the other thing. I am literally already have everything set up in my Best Buy account so that I just <laughs> bought in tomorrow to get the 3070. And I still don't know if I'm going to be guaranteed in buying it. I've heard some horror stories about people trying to procure one for themselves. So, yeah. I tell you those horror stories. Not just you, from other podcasts as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. What so, kind of horror stories? Other podcasts are available. What, what happened to these people? <laughs> oh, hold up now. Hold up now. <laughs> don't be sending people elsewhere. I didn't say where. Just, you know, they, they exist. They do exist. He's right. And what horror stories? Are people getting, like, murdered? No, it's just, it's really hard to get them. Like, uh, they sell out within a minute of them going live. Oh, yeah. okay. It's hard for people to fight machines, but if people use machines, such as I'm, bots, to buy them, then, I mean... Oh, I'm not kind know. of inclined to be hopeful for this 3070 launch, because there's supposed <laughs> to be more supply. So that's one thing NVIDIA's done. They, they're providing much more supply. They did not delay it by half a month to increase their supply for the card. And then... They are no longer selling through in, uh, NVIDIA themselves. They are selling through Best Buy or Micro Center. And so those are the only two places you can buy a Founders Edition card. Hmm. If Best Buy... Best Buy has been doing the selling game for quite a while, and including their online for quite a while. I'm hoping that they are a lot better about handling bots and scammers than NVIDIA was. Yeah. They probably have a so, much better website capable of handling uh, an expected customer load than NVIDIA does as well. Yeah, so that that's my that's my thought process in all this is, okay, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, I will hit that button and try for it. And, you know, if I don't get it tomorrow, which I really, really want to get it tomorrow, because I don't know when I'm going to have my next opportunity anytime soon, because people are just going to be buying them within seconds. Would you be basically um, pre-ordering it, or would it ship in, you know, a couple days? It would ship in a couple days. Okay. It would be nice to have it in hand. Is there a release date for the the uh, AMD cards? Yeah, so the AMD cards, um, if I... Let me... Let me look it up, but... Oh, wait, no, here it is. So, uh, the launch... Oh, wait, that's the launch date. That's not the actual release date. Dang it. <laughs> so wait, wait, what's um, the between the launch date and the release date? So release date is when the cards are sold. Launch date is when they're announced. Okay. So today was the day they were announced to everyone, the launch date. Uh, the uh, AMD cards, the 6800, if I'm remembering correctly, is going to be launching on the 18th of November. The 6900 is going to be launching uh, in... Uh, December. So, if I don't, it, here's the caveat: is if I waited for the 3070 and bought it later on, well, 
I'm still lucky either way because I mean, if there's supply later on and I buy it, it's still until like next year, it's going to be just like lottery winning. Yeah. Like you, you, you're, you're just trying your luck. The AMD card is going to be the exact same case, but it's going to be in 18 days versus tomorrow. Yeah. Um, or 22, whatever you want to, if you want to technical math. Yeah. Basically, any situation where I try to buy a new card, I am really trying to win the lottery in terms of getting lucky on buying it online. Um, and I'm also not going to wait outside stores for weeks on end because that's ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I don't get it tomorrow, then I can try my luck and really weigh my options. I have a few weeks to think about it. Uh, if I do get lucky... I guess I can take consolation of I don't have to spend the extra 80 bucks, and honestly, I don't need the ridiculous power of that graphics card because I don't have a system... I don't plan on building a system that's going to take advantage of 4K gaming or something like that. Yeah. Right. So, do I need it? No. But I kind of wish I had unlimited resources and could just go ahead and buy the most ridiculous system and gear ever. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, Most people, though. (laughs) Most people just wish they had everything. I mean, I don't want everything because I don't care about future years. I just care about, like, this year, right now, if I did this, I'd be on top and I'd be content for many, 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 many years to come. That was the most capitalist thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Capitalism. I don't care yeah. about future years. Anyway, so... I want it now. So you won't have the rest of the computer to put the card into until... Weeks until, from now, right? Yeah, until Black Friday comes. Though technically, I mean, I don't know about compatibility. I don't think I can put it into my current system, but I could maybe try to put it in my current system. I don't really want to, though. I want to just build a computer from the ground up and have everything new from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not a huge deal in the sense that I won't have it, but I'm still, if I don't get it tomorrow, I don't have a guarantee I'll have it by the time I try to build my PC. Right. It's just, I, I can imagine having a shiny new graphics card and not being able to do anything besides shelve it. You know, you say that, but right. like, man, well, it makes that, like, looking forward to and satisfaction that much more enjoyable to me because it's like, that is the most hard part to get out of my whole build. The graphics card will be the hardest part by far. And if I can have one box ticked off, I'm not going to be complaining about that. Yeah, that's fair. So, yes, it's it's not like I need it to be tomorrow. But I also know how hard it is to get these cards, and I really want to try. So it sounds to me like you should give it a go. If it works out great, that'll be what you have, and then if it doesn't, you at least have more time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you've convinced me. And by that, I've convinced me. <laughs> So that that's that's the whole thoughts on what's going on. I mean, honestly, I didn't expect AMD to come out with a graphics card lineup that could actually compete. Like they've never had a solid offering compared to NVIDIA. They kind of just bring it on top forever with NVIDIA being like, yes, no, no one compares to us. We are the best. Well, and, if, they, uh, if they go for the the technology jugular last year with the the Ryzen's, then it was a matter of time before they came out on the other side with graphics cards. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. This was just me thinking. About it. I was like, how can a company be good at both? I still wish they announced more about their software, though. 
Yeah, they have some, if you want to look on their website chain, um, they have some things about the AMD Radeon software Adrenaline 2020 edition. Like it's, it's there. Um, it, it, they have some stuff. It's like reduced input latency, tear-free gaming, starter-free RTX. That's another thing. Uh, these cards have RTX or not specifically RTX, but they have direct X ray tracing. If they so, didn't, that would be a no-brainer to not get them. Yeah. That's kind of a standard at this point. Yeah. Well, it's an NVIDIA standard at this point. Um, so they, they have done, the, from what I've seen on the software side, they've done a lot to reduce latency. They've done a lot to make themselves compete with NVIDIA. Um, the, the, across the board, I think they've done really well. I just... I still don't know how I feel about it. And honestly, tech reviewers are going through this like, oh, maybe you shouldn't buy the 3070 now. And I'm like, you know, the one side is, man, this is a struggle for me. The other side is, man, if I, this is a struggle for me. It's got to be a struggle for anyone else trying to get a 3070 tomorrow. And are like, these tech I, reviewers that you mentioned people that have had it and tested it? Or are they just looking at the same stuff we're looking at? They're looking at the same stuff we're looking at. No one has the cards yet. No one's tested them yet because they can't. They, they, so it's, it's all... It's all Essentially, specu it's speculation. The 3070 is not hearsay because they have the card in hand. They tested it, and it's right, but the basically radion. a 20. But Stuff. the Radeon, yes. And so they're like, obviously, check this, check that. And then, like, so Linus Tech Tips, he was like, I would actually recommend you to not go ahead and buy it tomorrow. And I was looking at him. I'm like, you literally, too, like, yesterday, he they had the uh, testing results. They were allowed to finally release them. Ain't that convenient? NVIDIA is like, oh, hey, we're going to let you release your results today, right before NVIDIA releases their launch products tomorrow. So, like, oh. NVIDIA was definitely trying to make it in their favor in the news and, like, everyone be like, ooh, NVIDIA this, that. But, like, then you have AMD who just came in today and were like, yeah, we don't care what you think. You can say what you want about marketing. You can do what you want about lifting embargoes and this. We're going to come out here rocking it. It's interesting how it's all going. I'm going to try for the 37 tomorrow. I'm convinced myself of that. And along with you guys basically listening and slash me able to process all this. Good um, luck, sir. <laughs> yeah. Silicon lottery. Here I come. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, you know, I either I'll inform you all early in the morning that huzzah, I have had success or I will inform you all that I will be considering both cards greatly in the weeks to come. So that that's uh that's what I think the conclusion has been, um, other than the fact that AMD has just killed it in their development process, going from Ryzen Gen one, Gen two to Gen three, and now going from RDNA one to RDNA two, they've had just an incredible performance uptake. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up or if Nvidia and Intel kind of reevaluate and catch up after this. The the impressive thing about AMD in this current engine is RDNA went from a 50% increase in the first iteration from its their previous cards to another 50% increase in efficiency. Which is so quite a bit this ridiculous. Is, this is 50% higher efficiency than their last generation, which makes sense with how they finally caught up to NVIDIA. <laughs> That's the only way they could. Yeah. So, anyways... Um, that kind of sums up everything uh, that I wanted to talk about graphics card-wise and all the shenanigans that are that. So 
Uh, ben, Shane, you are you have the foresters for talking about everything Kingdom Hearts because I'm pretty sure unless Corellia knows anything about it, I don't know anything about it. And no, no. <laughs> so basically, and now for some something completely different. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. Big it's a one one eight, boys. The, 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 the old movie I quote. I think the only thing I know about Kingdom Hearts so is the key pretty way. much. Why I'm so concerned with Kingdom Hearts is they have probably the weirdest game distribution of any series I have ever seen ever. Like, can you first, really quick, for those who are seriously out of it, what is Kingdom Hearts in a quick nutshell? I'll let Shane explain that. He probably understands it much better than I. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts is a, a game made by the same company that makes the Final Fantasy series, and it's basically a crossover between. Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters with a whole new original cast thrown in as well. There's, I'm pretty yep. sure there's literally a scene where Cloud Strife is fighting Donald Duck. I don't and know let that Donald. Well, he's still there. He's still involved. Yeah, they're yeah. involved. But anyway, uh, it follows the story of new original characters, but they basically meet a bunch of Disney and a bunch of Final Fantasy characters. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is completely crazy, like if you really think about it, because yeah. Disney is insanely protective of their IP, and rightly so. But uh, yeah, and so then the f- yeah, and then just at some point they're like, "Yo, take our IPs, make it even more beautiful," and it Mush follows like the general. It, it follows basically the general Disney stories. Like, there's Aladdin, there's I think Tarzan at some point, and then they just add like a bunch of weird stuff in between. To like make it not exactly just the same stories. Yeah. Basically, the 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 goons of the series are called Heartless, and so whenever anything goes wrong in any of the Disney worlds, it's because there's Heartless and they're mucking uh, about. Each world basically reskins the Heartless to make sense in that world. So, mm-hmm. like if you go to, for instance, Halloween Town, they're like ghosts and Jack in the Boxes, and just like creepy looking heartless characters but if you go to like little mermaid they're fish that's pretty much exactly it yep yeah so the cool part about the game though is every single world is somehow unique like in the little mermaid world they have like swim mechanics which as most games are they were kind of terrible then like other ones you could swing around on vines and yada 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 but that's pretty much how the entirety of the kingdom hearts games are but they had kind of one interesting situation where they had a bunch of... So far, they have Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Kingdom Hearts 3. But if you play them in that order... It Things are going to be confusing. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Because you have <laughs> no in-between. There's giant skips in between each one of those three games. Yeah, there's well, there giant... Well, in-between, but they're they on have... consoles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They literally have That's the worst part about so it too. So many canon titles on consoles that just don't make any sense. Like the first yeah. one, I think the first one was released on like the P the PlayStation, isn't that right? I have a, a a summary if if you want me to go through them all real quick. Yes, yes, that would be perfect. Okay, for Kingdom everyone's Heart- sake, do that. Kingdom Hearts One, which was actually fairly self-contained, if you just want to not, if you want to pretend the others don't exist, you could easily just say that game exists in a vacuum uh that released i'm just gonna go with north america releases it released on september 17th 2002 on the playstation 2 okay and then the next release 
was Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, not Kingdom Hearts 2. The Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories released uh, two years later on December 7th, 2004 on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> see, that's where it's immediately you can see the problems. <laughs> yeah. Especially you because... You have to buy every... It's just, just give me a quick second here. Are you saying that you have to buy multiple consoles, like multiple types of... If not you not wanna... even just multiple consoles. You're buying different companies' hardware if... and games to play this series. If you want to actually play through all of it yourself, yes. And understand the story. Because if you skip yep. straight to Kingdom Hearts 2, which, honestly, the first game, game of the series I played was Kingdom Hearts 2, but that's a whole Same. different story. Yep. Um, if you want to understand what's going on, yes, you have to buy, or borrow, I suppose, a whole bunch of different consoles. And that's not even My... the weirdest consoles jump, honestly. Before you keep on going, just a, just a question I have in all this. Because you said you your first one you'll play was Kingdom Hearts 2. What are your thoughts on the game since you hopped into it with just no knowledge besides playing the second ooh, one? Ooh, I can voice my opinion here because that's exactly what I did, and I didn't even know there were other ones. You had two on the box, man. I was young. I and was it looked too, fun. Same I mean, here. I, sure, I did at assume, a young age, I did you assume, can read numbers. I did assume that there was a first one, but I was like, I'll play this one. I'm sure they'll have like a summary somewhere. They don't. I feel like they we could have like an entire podcast just discussing games we played the second one of. And and this this is this is all this is obvious. There, there's gonna be tiny spoilers here and there. Some mm-hmm. major ones may slip out of my face. But starting off with the first one, having no knowledge of the series whatsoever, other than this is the second game, but I'm sure they'll have some sort of explanation for it. The beginning confuses the hell out of you when you start playing. Because like if you've look at the box and everything or you like let's say you know just a little bit and you read like the snippets of the game the main character's name is sora okay you're talking about king mm-hmm. hearts 2 here right yes okay yeah. you said the first one the second ago well he was oh, saying, like playing the first one as like, in, like but, if, if but you, the second if you've game. If you, yeah this is the first one i've played gotcha let me start over you got me confused so start with kingdom hearts 2 the opening of the game, you you if you've gone into it with no knowledge whatsoever, you're like, okay, this is cool. If you go into it with a little bit of knowledge of like, hey, I know the na- name of the main character. His name is Sora. He fights with Donald and Goofy. You start the game, you're confused as crap. Yeah. Because you're a blonde man named Roxas. Yeah, in the beginning of the second one, there's like this, I want to say just... one hour long introduction. It, it's believe... about that long. It takes a minute to get get. Through. Yeah, but believe it or not, like this is a topic for another time. But that's not the longest introduction I've ever played in a game. Yeah. But yeah, just without yeah, any knowledge. I, I will say this: like, yeah, yeah, you you start playing through as this long guy named Roxas. You're like, okay, this is weird. You're in this place called Twilight Town. No Disney characters in sight. No Disney characters in sight. You are playing like you basically. There's this bully. You're fighting against him with these rubber weapons. Mm-hmm. And then this strange creature starts stealing things. And not just the things, but the words themselves of the things. You yeah. and your group get blamed. You basically go to clear your name. This thing, known simply as a nobody, I'm not shows sure up. where that name comes into the story. The nobody? they just call it a monster up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's called a nobody. It's essentially the to put it simply heartlesses are like the soul nobodies are the corpse left behind 
Exactly. So, and then throughout the rest of the, after this introduction, then you like meet up with Sora and then a bunch of like weird stuff, but it, you pretty much figure out that he's been sleeping for a year. So without that key, yeah. the chain of memories game, you would have absolutely no idea what the yeah, heck yeah. happened. Cause like you, you play through his rocks stuff starts going down. Eventually like you find Sora sleeping and you're told, Hey, you got to wake this guy up. But if you do say bye bye and you're just like, Oh, okay so he has his final goodbye with his friends and stuff he wakes up sora sora wakes up his clothes are too tiny donald and goofy also wake up and are like what happened so no one knows what's going on exactly like no one has any idea but that's only like from one to two then you go from two to three and it gets even weirder because there's like wait wait you you skipped something i have Uh, a little bit yeah so and that's ta- that's taking pr- place from a perspective of someone who didn't play the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've played the first one, you know where Sora ends, which is just back on his island with his friends. Yep. Not sleeping in a pod. Yep. Not in this random basement of this random town. Yeah. In, in like a, a sleeping capsule. Yep. So if you have played that and then you go skip straight to two, you're like, who is Roxas? Why is Sora in a basement? Where's Donald and Goofy? Why are they also sleeping in a basement? Yeah, exactly. And then as you play through the game, you keep seeing this one dude, and they never really explain it either because it's they, all of that they, stuff is they, in. They they do a little bit. It's subtle context clues here and there, and some more mm-hmm. bits here. They do explain it. It is there. As a child, you will you will flippity floppity miss it. So so because yeah. I have played are through that game into my mind right now. Uh, if, first off, is there only one game between one and two? Yes. Yes. And that's on the Game Boy Advance. Yes. And you I mean, start on the after. PS2. Mm-hmm. And then two. What is that on? PS2. Two, two is on the PS2. So. <laughs> I still have it if you want to play. It. You go from one to two, same console, but hey, you have this side note thing that's basically all the information you need between them. That's on the Game Boy Advance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think we should do this between two and three, but Shane, just list how many games are between two and three, because we need to hear this one. Uh, yeah, just okay. just go through the continue, the continue on as if you were saying the rest of the games, like the after, releases. After two, you mean? After, after two. two, yes. Okay, so after two, there was Kingdom Hearts Coded. This wasn't even released on a game console. This was released on mobile phones in Japan only. <laughs> but it's still a but it's still a canon game with lore and stuff. In fairness, there's only like one part at the very end that has any sort of relevance, but still that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. So after that there was Kingdom Hearts Oh god, these names. Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2, I think is how it's pronounced. Days. Yeah. That was released on the Nintendo DS in September 29th, 2009. And that tells the story of Roxas before yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. <laughs> so you finally get to learn about this strange blonde boy. Yep. Who's, so even who, even who are these games made for? Crazy people. I, I don't know. That's the weirdest part. The criminally I, this is like, I don't know who I'm supposed like. Is this you for kids? Because be it's Disney. <laughs> But, like, I don't no. think I can track this because as a yeah. kid, there's no way I understand what that title even means. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I think their target audience was just for people who were Disney movie fans. 
I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. And, and they, they just made them, it really complicated. They yeah. wanted to get them into the okay. game and world. Yeah. So, con so continue listing. Yeah, next one. Right. After that Roxas prequel story, which was on the DS, there was Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, which was released on the PSP, which is the PlayStation Portable. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a year after the DS game in 2010. After that was Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance on the Nintendo 3DS. That was two years later. And then after that, we get into re-releases. So that's not quite the same, but uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix were on the PlayStation 3, which was basically just upgraded versions of 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Uh. There was a web browser that was released, not a web browser, but a web browser game released uh, 2016. I believe this was in Japan only as well. <laughs> but that, that was like a super prequel to, to everything. Um, so before even one? Yep. Yeah. Ah. Oh, by the way, Birth by Sleep doesn't have Sora or Donald or Goofy. It's a prequel to everything else as well. They got a lot of prequels in this one. Damn. Yeah, honestly, the release date and the chronological date are are, are very goofy. Now, I was very fortunate because I was living with Shane at the time, and pretty much I borrowed the Kingdom Hearts like collective series. I don't exactly remember what it was called, but Is it that had the one that were their movies basically. It had Kingdom Hearts one, Chain of Memories two, like the updated version, the one point five and two point five, and yeah. then it had like a bunch of movies as well. I gotta say though, some of those games. I think the one, the one that I just unanimously hate the most is Chain of Memories because it has like a bunch of really cool characters and stories, and they butchered it with the mechanics. It was made for the Game Boy, but it did not translate well. So if we're gonna talk about the mechanics, uh, Kingdom Hearts one and two are like action platformer games where you run around and you you have your Keyblade, which is like a sword, and yeah. you you swing it around and it's Pretty dynamic, your, pretty fun. You got, yeah, you got your abilities. You can merge together with your with Donald and Goofy to make yourself more powerful at the cost of not having companions. There's a whole bunch of stuff I've sunk. It's built off the Final Some would Fantasy say 10 platform. Yeah. It's made to appeal to Final Fantasy fans, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories released on the Game Boy Advance. Obviously, they couldn't really do, do that. that kind of gameplay on a Game Boy Advance. So they made it like a turn-based card battle, basically. And then when they re-released it on the upgraded version, they made it have the same graphics as the 3D Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. But they kept the gameplay of a card-based system. And okay. it's just hard to wrap my mind around. I know other people love it, and that's great for them, honestly. But... I, I did not gel with it at all. I hate it so much. Because the reason I didn't like it so much, other than like the really cool characters that they had in Chain of Memories, was because in Kingdom Hearts 1, I was so used to just spamming the X button, which is the attack button. Yep. And like I'd be really I got really good at that, you know, the rolling and the blocking and the attacking. If you do that in Chain of Memories, <laughs> you will waste so many cards, which is like the most important resource. So, so it basically turns into a somewhat of a strategy game. Kind of. Ugh. 
it's, so, it's so just weird. I, not to, I mean, we, we got a lot of stuff, I think, to cover it still. So mm-hmm. my, we, we covered the first three and how they released it. And now we have covered how many after? I lost track after two. Oh, we're still not done. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm oh, saying. Oh yeah. No, no. I mean, with how many there reiterate are. Reiterate what we've said so far after two. Uh, I'll just start from the beginning real quickly to summarize them okay. all. So, Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom Hearts Coded, uh, Kingdom Hearts Mobile on the phone, Kingdom Hearts three hundred fifty-eight over two days, Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. Dream Drop Distance, uh, one point five remix, which is a re-release of one, Kingdom Hearts cross or or key i'm not really sure what that is what's the web browser game mm-hmm. uh kingdom hearts 2.5 remix release of two and then here's where it gets kind of really weird kingdom hearts hd 2.8 final chapter prologue <laughs> which is basically a little tiny in-between game between uh dream drop distance and three kingdom hearts three which came out at most recently. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out most recently. And so Kingdom Hearts 1 came out in 2002? Yes. And Kingdom Hearts 3 came out when? 2019. That's around 17 Ooh. years. Uh, yeah. I think it's giving Crash Bandicoot a run for its money for the longest time between game releases. You're probably and, not wrong. And if we count how many that actually is, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... Nine, ten. Kingdom Hearts three is actually Kingdom Hearts eleven. <laughs> okay. Ah uh, yes. How many math consoles works that way. is that? Okay, so it released on the. Well, let's just count the PC as one. Piece. Oh, you mean like the web browser? Yeah. Okay, so PlayStation two, Game Boy Advance, mobile phones, uh, DS, PlayStation Portable, three DS. PlayStation 3, actually those were just re-releases, so that doesn't count. PlayStation we'll 4. Three. PlayStation 4. So that's six consoles. If you I include the PlayStation eight. 3, it's eight, which technically still counts even if it's a re-release, because it's still a game on that console, so. Yeah. I, yeah. Goodness gracious. It's just so weird. It baffles me every yeah, time I it's... return to this subject. And okay. real, real quick before, because I know we're Getting close to time, I just have to interject about my favorite part about the King, the Kingdom Hearts franchise: gummy ships. That's your uh, favorite yeah. part. That's I your... spent more time on the, making those and playing around with those than I did on the actual game. I forgot that was there because it was so nothing. I yeah, enjoyed I the gummy it. ships so much, and if yeah. they ever made a game of just gummy ships, I would devote so much time to it. Gummy ships, I, to me, were like interactive loading screens between the good parts. I mean, honestly, all I really did was try and make cool, awesome ships and everything. Most of them didn't work. I just tried to make the coolest thing possible. Which game is this from? Two. Two. And, and one. It's in one and as well. One and two. It's like so, this, so, like, so to clarify, Shane, gummy ships he as well. played this back in the day when two came out. And basically, yeah. just would have been Kid Jordan. So that makes sense. If this is a game that you have no point of reference in, why would you not enjoy the aspect of whatever gummy ships are? I'm assuming. The gummy ships are awesome. Yeah, so like, from that principle, I can understand why. If like I I so I hop into that game, I have no clue what's going on. 
I mean, I still have no clue what's going on, really. Yeah, but I don't it, they, the are, they are, as Shane stated, interactive loading screens between the different worlds. Like, you have to, like, make your gummy ship go through, a, like, a small little world thing with the gummy ship. It's basically like a side-scrolling bullet hell. And the, then you get the next world. The way the worlds are presented is, like, each Disney franchise is, like, its own sort little of bubble. planet bubble thing in yeah. space and your gummy ship is what brings you from world to world basically the best part is the people who help you with the gummy ship are chip and dale that's fantastic yeah all right let me let me just give you what i think is a general um characteristic of what i'm hearing about kingdom hearts because like i'm trying to like rationalize how this game series is so loved um not because I don't think it isn't love. Like, I think it's probably a good series, but it's also ridiculous with the storyline. If you're willing um, to put up with all the, the weirdness, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so this this is what I'm saying. Like, this, this is why I'm going to compare it the way I am. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is the Disney gateway drug to Final Fantasy video gaming. In the sense that you have no clue what's going on, you are following this interesting storyline, and you're tantalized like as a person who just enjoys Disney, you would be like, oh, Disney characters. But then they throw in Final Fantasy characters, and you're like, what are these? Ooh, let's play video games, let's play Final Fantasy. And they make this all convoluted to the point that you're basically taking ecstasy while trying to figure out how video games work. I mean, I don't know about comparing it to drug use. Yeah, but prob- Yeah, probably not. But, um... I feel like that's why I need to be on in order to understand how the games connect together. I, I no, 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 you if... more so just need to be on, like, um... Or, and at the very minimum, uh, like, Adderall, so I actually concentrate on what the connection point is. That. Or I just, just watch a summary YouTube video that connects them. Yeah, that is actually the easiest way to do it, is, like, play, play the three main ones, one, two, and three, and then in between, just watch your videos on the games that are in between, because some of them now are hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Actually, that's not super true because they re-released collections with, I think even there's like one particular game that's Kingdom Hearts, the story so far, which is literally every single game. Some of them were converted into like cutscene movies, but yeah, every single game on one disc, I assume. It's yeah, but disc. yeah, if if you can get it that way, that's super easy. But if you don't have that or for some reason can't get that, there are bunches of compilation videos on the internet so, about the story so you're telling so wait who makes uh kingdom hearts what studio square enix yeah Squeenix. square enix so they they at least acknowledge that the games and how they're developed and the releases are and convoluted yes are convoluted and super hard to follow so they went and took the time to build a this is the story yeah a yeah. big old collection of it all yes you and for the ones that are more annoying to play, they just convert it into cutscene movies. Yeah, because they're like, hey, we know y'all don't want to really play through these, but you want the story, so here's the story. Just well, sit down with a bowl they of did that. Yeah. I wish they did that for Chain of Memories, but nope, that's 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 a full game in there. We know you guys love no, this one. No, we Shane don't. Shane and I watched the movie for Chain of Memories, and pretty much it can best be described as everyone's confused the movie. Because, like, <laughs> we watched it all the cutscenes stitched together on YouTube. Yeah, all those cutscenes stitched together. It's pretty much the main character, Sora, Donald, and Goofy, running through the same room, and each time they're, like, forgetting more and more. (laughs) It's really freaking weird because, like, in between the levels, you have to return to this room to, like, you go, like, to the next floor up, but it's, like, the same-looking room, and it just keeps happening. (laughs) 
So if you don't know, like, oh, where they're going, it looks like they're leaving the room and then coming right back to the same room, like some cheesy movie where they're, like, running through doors, like Scooby-Dooing all over the place. Cue Benny Hill music. Exactly. And the reason they're forgetting their memories is inside of that game. But the reason that they're inside of the pod at the start of 2 was because they're trying to get back the memories. But you have no idea unless you've played this random GBA game. As a PS2 gamer. I, also, I'm willing to. I'll do some editing to make this happen if I need to. But like, explain Kingdom Hearts as much as you can in the simplest stick of terms of what's um, going on and story wise. There is no simple way. Well, I feel like if we do that, that's kind of spoiling for any potential viewers, isn't it? Yeah. On and honestly, we're gonna need another podcast if you want an explanation as to what's going on. A really long story. That one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not joking. That would take a whole nother podcast. I could okay. give it a go, but it wouldn't be very detailed. Yeah, I don't need and, the details. I just need a general like get me to the point where I want this game because at this point I'm just thinking it's a lot of confusion for me. Okay, yeah, so the the main player character is Sora, who is a kid that uh, he lived on like an island with his friends, and he wanted to explore, and then um, a, a door to darkness opened, and his world got sucked into it, but he ended up on a place that allowed him to meet up with Donald and Goofy, who f- were fighting the darkness at mm-hmm. the behest of King Mickey. So they set off on an adventure across the Disney worlds to uh, lock away the darkness. And uh, the darkness turns people into heartless. The people that are left over are called, called nobodies. Some of those nobodies still have like intelligence, and they become this whole organization that becomes the main bad guys that overarc the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the nobodies want to have their own hearts back, so they try to steal them, basically, from the Disney places, and you go across locking the Disney places away in their own safe bubble away from the darkness. Yeah. Okay. And so so you're, you're not necessarily fighting the darkness, but you're fighting the darkness's aftermath? The darkness is a force of nature, basically. It's like the sun. You can get rid of it if you get rid of everything. So what you're fighting is the nobodies that are trying to steal back their hearts. Yeah. Gotcha. Like the, they I'm can't assuming these are hearts. like famous Disney villains or something. Nope. The the nobodies are original to Kingdom Hearts. They are original. All the although, big although, although they do work with big bad baddies uh, like uh, Maleficent and Maleficent's the big one. Um, um, Pete. Yep. Yeah, okay. Pete's a part of it. Pete's yeah. not really a leader. He's just kind of Maleficent's minion that keeps showing up. A lackey. Yeah. Oh, oh. Let's not forget the best side, hidden side boss character ever that requires mashing of the triangle button. Sephiroth. Yes. He's, so <laughs> he's not the story. He's just a. That's why I said side boss. Yeah, right, I, but... I could I could go on an entire rant about just bosses in general, but this this game has like a bunch of like hidden side bosses if you know where you're going. And yes, it's Sephiroth amazing. is one of them. I you even... do get the strongest weapon in the game though when you beat him. I counted it when I first challenged him. You don't like, actually. So in you Kingdom don't? Hearts 2.5, I thought you do in two. When I first challenged Sephiroth, I lasted two seconds. When I rechallenged him, knowing what I knew, I lasted seven seconds. He so... is. Balls to the wall, Dark Souls on crack levels of hard. 
Yeah, it was. It's so, honestly hilarious. I would say he's the first Dark Souls boss to ever exist. This sounds like a. So this is from the outsider looking in, and I know the lore of Kingdom Hearts since I've watched some YouTube like quick update. Here's how Kingdom Hearts is, and like you have the whole storyline and everything. Um, and honestly, you just re- reminded me that I had seen some of these things, so I I understand some of what you're talking about. But man, this game does not sound like. You you need to be a real fan to want to play these games. It sounds like, at least from my side, like this is so. Or much just have a lot of time to sink into understanding what is going on, because that's the other thing. These are not small games. I think okay. if you do enjoy the genre of just general, you know, RPG physics and mechanics, it's honestly a great game. The story is pretty well explained throughout it, as long as you just yeah. watch the movies in between. The weird yeah. thing is, though, they change the mechanics between games. Like, that one and two true. were very similar, but Birth by Sleep, completely different. Chain of Memories, completely different. Yep. How does three compare? How about three? three? Yeah. I haven't played or seen three, so I can't really speak to that one. I thought you had. Nope. No. Oh. I haven't so played... Haven't... I haven't finished uh, Dream Drop Distance because I don't like it, and ah. I just haven't got around to watching the cutscene movie so I understand what's going on. I see. Yeah. Shane, watch cutscene movies with me on YouTube and keep catch me up because i really don't want to play these games why we want to understand them it's they're very long it's like multiple hours of just cutscenes. yeah i'm okay with this because they're long games how are we doing we, on time by the way we are probably over but i'm gonna edit out a bunch of the amd stuff okay because there's a re- repeat in there uh shane do you want closing remarks slash any information you want to add about kingdom hearts um no, I feel like we covered how insane the the release timeline was for that game and how it's on yep. you know seven eight different consoles which is just dumb. Mm-hmm. But um it's still a but fun they, fun series. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. They they at least released the game like a bunch of the games into one game that you can play on the console. Yeah, they did compile every game to be if not playable at least watchable on PS4. So so yeah. I, I at least appreciate the fact that they've done that. Like, okay, you can be a ridiculous video game company. If you have a great game and you are playing it over the years and you're just going for people, as many hands to play it as possible, I can understand the, why they did what they did. But then they at least had the decency to go in and retroactively make it simpler. I kind of well, just want to know if they accepted royalties. Like, Nintendo's coming along. is like, yo, we want a Kingdom Hearts game. And they're like, we'll make a canon one if we get some of the profits. Yeah, what really gets me is that they had plot-specific points exclusive to uh, competing companies' consoles. Not just handhelds, because they had... Uh, Sony handheld had a... The PSP had a exclusive game, as well as the DS and the 3DS having exclusive games on just... You know, it's yeah. it's not even in the same company. It's, there was just, money exchanging hands. It's Nintendo hand, and it's sure. Sony, so I guess they just like. Is Kingdom Hearts bigger in Japan? I don't think so, because Disney isn't really a huge deal in Japan, as far as I know. They have Disney World over there. Well, sure, but it's i don't know it's this it's so much about how what you guys have said has done nothing but just like make me amazed that people love this series like it's gonna have a really good storyline to make people want it so much it has a great storyline and it has great gameplay so that alone is probably why everyone loves it yeah it's it's tolerated because it checks off the two points of a good game yes 
I think a big part of it is that it covers so many different Disney franchises and there's not a ton of good Disney games. So if you want to experience those world in those worlds in video game form, Kingdom Hearts is the number one way to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm internally laughing right now because you said there's not a ton of good Disney games. Name a good Disney game, Shane. Please name a good Disney game that's not Kingdom Hearts right now. There was a Stitch game in the PS2 that I used to play when I was a kid where you were just Stitch and you were collecting DNA. Would you say it was good? I enjoyed it. But would you say it was good? Yeah, because enjoying it as a kid does not equal a good game. I did play it recently whenever Shane and I lived together, and I had a good time. Like, I thought the But would you say it was good? Would See, that's s- the weird part, because, like, are we talking good take, back take, then take, or take good your, now? Ben, ben, take your opinions out of the game. Grab Delete your nostalgia. Okay. Is the game Mechanical, good? Mechanically, story-wise, all that stuff, would you consider it a good game? Was it made well? Is there any you reason know, to play it if you're not a Stitch aficionado? You know, I'm not even going to lie. The platforming was pretty good. The scenery was pretty good. And I did have a lot of good, lot of fun with the bosses. If you're a Story? kid and you're looking for just a PS2 game to play, I would recommend it. All right. That's impressive. Okay, I'll give them that. I was not expecting anything out of that statement. I mean, I recently, uh, I actually went out and on Steam and I got the Disney Afternoon Collection. What's That's that? got DuckTales, right? Oh yeah, DuckTales, DuckTales. Dude, DuckTales is both, it hits as a show, and I'm, I, I, from what I've seen, it hits um, as a game. Um, I have a good one. I enjoy all four of the games, actually, well, all five of the games that are on it. Okay, what uh, are the other four, besides DuckTales? Um, you have DuckTales, Darkwind Duck, Tailspin, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers 1 and 2. Those are all NES games, right? Yes. Maybe Dang. Sega Genesis, but... Yeah, so okay, old I, games. So beyond I, old I games, good, there's not I, a good I, Disney game. No, no. Yes, there is. Star Wars Squ- Squadrons is a good Disney game. Okay, okay. We're not allowed. <laughs> we're talking Disney original IP. It's, it's owned they by Disney. It's Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> it's owned by Disney. It was made after the acquisition. Therefore, it is a Disney game. I really okay. hate to admit it. Disney but original. Got a point. Disney original IPs. Okay. Yes. That's that one's what they we're going to state. That's a ballsy move, but I gotta respect it. <laughs> I had to do it. I, it's, Wait, you, it's you're illegal. fair enough. <laughs> okay, I think that's all the time we have. Um, but it was good to hear all this, these things. It was good for me to actually be able to weigh options and get feedback from people. Um, and as much as my mind is reeling from the information I've just taken in about Kingdom Hearts, I did have fun listening and learning about it. Absolutely. They're mostly great games. Yep. yep. Curly, do you have probably... anything to add? Because you haven't really gotten a lot of talking time this whole time. I, I, quite frankly, you know, I didn't, I'm not too knowledgeable about any of the topics tonight. So I just chipped in where I could. <laughs> so Fair enough. That. Disney okay. Afternoon Collection was a good shout. There you so. go. That is, yeah, if he did add that, yeah. Fair Don't enough. worry, Corelia. We'll have a Warhammer section in one of these eventually. <laughs> and I'm going to go on the record re- real quick here and say my first interaction with like having my own video games was Disney. I had the Toy Story CD game. For CD. yeah, like you put it in the computer and you press play. Oh and god. You... So you had a CD-ROM, is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, CD-ROM. You had a CD-ROM. That I put in my family's ancient family computer. God, I was in, memories. I was in like 
I don't know. God, we could have a oh that, first grade oh, or so. That that, oh, that, that, that played that goes that. into the that goes into that topic. One of the one of our other topics for another time. So I, I'm game. gonna say I played original way back in the day Disney games and I loved them. Like the but, point click adventures. Man, they were they are not real video games in the sense of what we have now. So that's why I nope. said name one because I couldn't think of one. I'm not even gonna lie, you gave me like horror flashbacks to like a point and click <laughs> Mickey Mouse game that I never beat, and it's been haunting me ever since. Oh, there was one on the GameCube called Mickey's Magical Mirror that has the most surreal, like it's not a horror game, but it. Oh my gosh! Creeps me out so bad. There's a oh, good no. Mickey game. There's um there there was the uh, shadow like paintbrush thing. Oh, Epic Mickey. Oh, Epic yeah. Mickey. I wanted to play that game so bad as like a middle school or whatever. Oh, I never okay. owned it, but I played it a little. We're, it was pretty good. And we're gonna end this top this this uh podcast yeah, on yeah. that note because otherwise yeah. we'll be here for forever more just thinking of all the See. games that are popping into our minds. Understand? Um, yeah. Yep. That is a good. So, point. with that, thank you all for joining, and uh, thank you listeners for hopping in for another episode. This is episode four of the GPU podcast, and uh, we hope you had a great time. Bye. Bye. Hasta la Peace.